There's a new music business for the 21st century, and now is the best time ever to be in the music business. Because of the new music business, the artist is in charge. My name's Rick Barker, and I've been blessed to make a living in the music business for almost 30 years. I'm a personal manager, author, speaker. Many know me as the manager who launched the career of Taylor Swift. But what I'm most proud of are the thousands of artists from around the world that I manage daily and help navigate this crazy business. This podcast is designed to keep you up to date with the changes in the business and to give you the mindset, tools, and resources that you need to succeed. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So in this episode of the podcast, I get asked every week, what is the purpose and is it viable to submit music to blogs right now. I get people asking me all the time, when should I hire a publicist? What is a publicist actually doing when, when people like SubmitHub are saying that they can get my music to all these different places? Uh, is it legit? And I said, well, why don't I just talk to SubmitHub themselves and let them ask or answer those questions <laughs> for you? So Jason from SubmitHub is with us today. Uh, someone from your team had reached out and said, hey, would you want to talk to the founder, I'm like, oh, yes, please. Because every every week people are asking me and I'm the type that if I can't answer correctly because I've experienced or used the product myself, I really want to get these people out there. But the, the name is, I've seen it forever. Uh, I don't myself submit to blogs. Uh, I know a lot of people that are bloggers, but you guys have built a business around this. So tell us a little bit about you and what it is that you guys do. And then I want to just ask you some questions about specifically now at the taping of this, we uh, are still currently in lockdown. And I feel that this is a great time to start building relationships to carry over after this thing ends. It's like sometimes artists are just so busy that they don't have time to do the things that they should be doing for their business. And now's a great time to do that. So I think building relationships is one of them. So Jason, first off, thank you for taking the time. I know the time difference is you're in South Africa. I'm here in Nashville, but I appreciate you doing this. No problem. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's an interconnected world and we're seeing that more and more these days, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And you started off as a blogger, right? I began blogging in 2008 and that was the peak, I would say, of, of torrenting. Um, so if you remember that far back, it was uh, an, an incredible time for listeners and a horrible time for labels. So you pretty much had any album you could ever want at your fingertips. And it was the first time you really had that and you could download them so quickly. And uh, there were a lot of people out there like me who got really into this. And, and there were these, some, some great music websites that focused on, on torrents of new music that was coming out. And you would just download five or 10 albums in a day, pump through them, and you would discover an incredible amount of new music. And that, and that sort of just drove me to blogging. I thought, wow, you've got to share this with people, right? And so, you know, you ping it to one person and you're like, no, that's not doing it justice. Everyone needs to hear this. So it was around 2008 I started blogging. This was before SoundCloud, before Spotify. And music blogs were actually quite influential at the time. Um, internet was in, it was like a wild, wild west day. And um, sure. so, you know, we started by putting up MP3s on our blog and we got a lot of traffic from people who wanted to download those MP3s. So they'd come along and download them. And naturally, a lot of blogs were getting in trouble from the labels who were sending out all these watchdogs to try and 
remove the mp3s so you get these takedown notices which are scary the first couple times you got them and then after a while you go like ah, you guys are just bluffing come on um and that's actually why soundcloud ended up doing so well at the time 2009 2010 they offered an alternative way for us bloggers to not get in trouble By so the streams to happen versus the totally. downloads to happen so yep. if an artist had a song that we wanted to cover, we would go, okay, cool, where's the SoundCloud? And I think a lot of SoundCloud's early success came from the blogs who were so eager to use their embed codes because it just meant that that, that trouble hanging over us was gone. So 2008, 2009, 2010, the heyday of music blogging. If you were an artist and you managed to get picked up by a few select blogs, Next thing you know, your song would skyrocket up on the charts of a website called Hype Machine. Yep. If you could hit number one on Hype Machine, you would have every major label exec knocking on your door, trying to figure out how they can book you, sign you up. Coachella would be phoning you. It was crazy times. So were so, there certain genres that blogs were better for than others at the time? Yes. I think a lot of that was driven by the demographic of who was actually using blogs. Most right. of them were people who were 18 to 30. And so you would find that genres like neoclassical or jazz or even country music weren't doing that well. Right. And I was in at that time, I had just left Taylor. So I was in the country music space. So people would come and say, hey, we're going to submit your songs to all these blogs. And I'm like, who reads these blogs? I was thinking it would be more for like the underground hip hop, rock alternative rock people that weren't getting as much exposure on radio that these bloggers were exposing new music to people through their blogs. I, I think I got to agree with you. I mean, I, I was running an indie rock and hip hop and electronic focused blog, okay. but I think a lot of the content, I mean, just looking at the hype machine charts, you could tell it was aligned in most of those three parents. So hip hop, electronic and, and indie rock folk, that type of stuff. Got it. And, um, for, for some of the other genres, I don't think it was as popular or maybe because they were rooted in more old school sort of techniques and, and spaces, they were just a bit slower to, to jump on the, the sure. blogging game. But by 2012, music blogs were huge. I mean, we were getting something like 6 million visits a month on our blog. My blog's called Indie Shuffle. And it was just the go-to. And that's actually when I quit my job. I, I was working at, at Google at the time which is a hell of a job to quit. But right. I was thinking, man, my, my music blog, which was just a hobby, is like minting it right now. I was making $200,000 a year on, on paper, at least, from um, Spin Magazine. They had bought out exclusive rights to advertise on our site. So I quit. I was like, that's a ton of money. I can do this blogging full time. Blogs are here to stay. Um, next thing you know, Spin Magazine goes bankrupt. They, they never <laughs> paid me the money they owed me. And then this new kid on the block called Spotify just sort of creeps along gently. First, they start in Sweden, then they expand through Europe. Next thing you know, they're in the US and then they're just everywhere. And what Spotify did was they slowly chipped away at the influence that music blogs had because you no longer, as, as a listener, had to troll the internet for new songs. Um, Spotify had it all for you. And because you're paying $10 a month anyway, you got to use it, right? Otherwise, it's a waste of your $10. So people would use it. I got Spotify. I pay for it. May as well see what they got going on. And slowly, you started to see the traffic on these music blogs dwindle. 
But you know what's um, interesting is that Spotify's most successful genres are almost the genres that came from the blogging world. Again, that might be reflective of, of the age demographic. Yeah, I mean, I it's interesting numbers, when you say but... that because we, we joke around and say when, and I, and I say this respectfully, is that when white people figure out what's going on with streaming, classic rock and country will have a resurgence because right now it's the EDM, it's the hip hop, it's, it's that culture music that's winning right now and those people that were just so accustomed to getting all their music on radio now realizing that radio is playing the same 30 40 songs over and over again are now yeah. drifting towards this because in the country music space the labels were like well streaming is not a really big platform for us right now i said but you better make it a big platform for you because that's where everyone's going not everyone's going to itunes to download music anymore no one wants to store audio on their phones they want to store pictures and video on their phones, they would rather stream their music, store these other pieces of content. I have a feeling that, and, and you'll be able to verify this better than me, but some of the other streaming platforms like iHeartRadio and yeah. Pandora have a bit of a stronger following in some of those more radio. They are because content. they are almost, they almost had radio in their name, the iHeartRadio app, yeah. the Pandora radio app. It's like they still have that radio yeah. to them. And for a while, everything was subscription based and that's why they paid higher royalties and things like that. There wasn't a lot of discovery. It was with Pandora, you couldn't control what the next song was. You know, with yeah. Spotify, you were able to control and that's why the, the streams were were less you know the other ones it's like it just kind of shows up and if you listen to it you get paid more but it's like it, it's almost like if you wanted to hear it they pay less to the artist and the songwriters and if they just randomly hear it and sit through the whole thing you get paid more i'm like but if they want something shouldn't they be paid more because they actually chose to listen to it but yeah who are we to figure out what it is that they're thinking right now they're just thinking about money and yeah, how would, well i think everyone it. is and, and <laughs> yeah. everyone if they're not should be but it's, we've gone from an industry of splitting percentages of dollars to splitting percentages of pennies. So the more exposure you can get, the more pennies that you'll be able to collect. So Submit Hub starts up around 2015. And 2015. you guys then go to a whole concept of we're going to encourage the bloggers, the curators, to give us their time. And in return for that, we're going to pay them for their time. And that is that yep. pretty much the model it is right now? Yeah, I, I think you mentioned earlier, the, the question often pops up in people's heads of should I hire a publicist and what's the point? And um, back in 2010 to 2015, that was the go-to. If you really wanted to stand out, you would have to hire a publicist because us bloggers were inundated with requests for coverage. I was getting more than 300 a day and I actually just, shoved them off into a separate inbox. I couldn't handle them anymore, wasn't interested. And so as an artist, emailing me was pointless. You wouldn't get heard. If you hired a publicist, maybe they had a direct contact, they could take me out for a drink, tell me about your music. Uh, and that could give you a leg up. But even that started to get really tiring for me. Um, and I know it sounds silly, like getting free booze shouldn't be tiring, but but they just start showing up with every artist under the sun yeah. and it was it's like your time is being wasted and and it never felt genuine people, yeah publicist 
is right for the right artist when you have a story. Just because you're releasing a record is not publicity. Maybe in your hometown where you're the, you know, the cat's meow, you're the big wig in your town and it makes sense. But to, for a publicist to go reach out to the late night talk shows and all the biggest blogs in the world, if your music has nothing really going on right now or is it relevant and sometimes respectfully, and I have a lot of publicists that I know and a lot of them are, pay for my services to be in my management program, it's they send out a blanket email to a list that they have and not everyone on that list is relevant to you. And then it's like, well, we mailed it out and we didn't get much feedback. Now, yeah. at least with you guys, from what I understand, you're, they're going directly to people that are relevant in their world. It's like, this blog writes about this and this playlist covers this type of music. And this person is very influential in this particular genre and things like that. It's really taking that big funnel and really niching it down and making it more realistic to what it is that you're trying to accomplish. I think so. So um, back in the day, if you were an artist and you wanted to contact all of these people, you would often just buy a spreadsheet that had a thousand emails in it and yep. you would send out one of those blanket emails you described, which was a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, a publicist would have a little bit more targeting, right? A good one would do their research. They listen to your song. They go, I know exactly who's going to like this. They get a good pitch to them and they can do that. Um, so before we dive into how SubmitHub's targeting works, I mean, I can just tell you that in, in 2015, there were sort of two things going on that led to its creation. Um, well, one thing led to its creation. That was the 300 emails I was getting a day. It was just stupid, right? right? And as a fact, I was also missing out on a lot of new music. I found myself actually just sitting there. I'd go into my computer and go, okay, what should I write about today? Let's see what Pitchfork's writing about. Let's see what NME's writing about. What's... And, and so the blogs were kind of regurgitating the same content and no one was discovering new music anymore because we were so sick of being bombarded. So my thought was, let me just create a simple form, artist name, song title, link, comes through on my feed, and I'll take some of the coding knowledge I've picked up from Indie Shuffle, and I'll just make it so there's a play button and a thumb up and a thumb down. Thumb up says I like it, thumb down says I don't. You get notified, everyone's happy, right? I don't actually have to talk to you, I get a consistent format. If I do wanna to talk to you, then I say thumb up and then we have a conversation. But that ended up being a hit, and, and all I did was I set up an autoresponder for those 300 emails and I said, hey, fill this out. Right. Fill this out. And so, you know, I'd thumb down people and, and they'd keep coming back. And I'm like, well, why? Why'd you thumb down me? And I would go, well, I don't have time to tell you why I'm thumb downing you. I've got a hundred other tracks that came through today. Um, and I, I, thought, I thought, okay, well, you know, hold on. I'll, you know, if you give me a dollar, I'll tell you why. Right. Time. Uh, yeah. And that idea really clicked. And, and so, you know, I rolled out these premium credits. You can pay a dollar for a response from a blog. You can do it for free as well, but I'm not going to tell you why I don't like your song. If you give right. me a dollar, I'll tell you why. Right. And when word got out that this is a system I'd created, a whole bunch of other blogs started to sign up too. And they were going, whoa, whoa, how, how do I get on this? I mean, this, is, this seems great. I don't even check my emails anymore, but you're saying I can make a little bit of money by listening to me music and responding. Sure. It sounds like a dream. And so what ended up happening is that instead of, you know, spending $2,000 a month on a publicist, you actually get to spend $200 a month and it goes directly to the blogs. And so you're, you're cutting out the middleman in a way. I mean, I suppose SubmitHub's your new middleman. Right. But, uh, you're cutting out the middleman and by dangling that carrot or that dollar in front yeah. of each blogger's nose, you, you're ensuring that you actually hear back and you get a response and it's timely. So that, 
that's the core of SubmitHub. And what it is today is you've got over a thousand curators. Some of them are um, music bloggers. Those were the original crew. Others are Spotify playlisters. We started running those about two and a half years ago. We've got YouTube channels, SoundCloud, and now we've got Instagram influencers, Instagram and TikTok. And the wow. idea is that you can filter down this list by your genre. So if you are a country artist, you put country in. It yep. takes the list of a thousand. It says, whoop, actually, here's, here's a hundred, right? Right. And then you can filter through that and say, okay, well, you know, only show me the ones who really like country music because the blogs can say, oh, okay, I like country music, but you can look at their history and say, okay, but they actually tend to prefer alt rock and, you know, 80s vibes. Occasionally, they like a country song. And what SubmitHub allows right. you to do is, is all that research that the publicists used to be so good at, you can now do yourself because we're a directory in a way and we just give you tons of information. So I you're basically you. now paying to get direct feedback and response. And I'm a big believer in that. It's like I get hit up a lot. Everyone will, you know, in my Instagram DMs, they'll send me a link to their YouTube and then they'll wonder whether I've heard it. They'll ask for my feedback. I said, look, I may or may not listen to it, but I, I have to provide feedback to those clients that that's what they, I get, I would be spending all day just answering strangers who I've never met. And the one commodity that I'm investing, which is my time, which I can't replenish that in commodity. I can replenish money, but I can't replenish time. It's like I was trying to find a, a, a way to do it. And I always tell people, it's like, look, if you invest in any of my courses at any level, you've now made an investment in me. It's worth it for me to make an investment back. And please don't take it the wrong way. But, you know, I was on Music X-Ray for a while and um, I just, I, it was, I donated everything to charity. And then it was just, it was the same five or six people with the same boring, no offense no talent that just wanted yeah. me to tell them how to write better songs. And I'm like, dude, you need to go to a songwriting course. Stop wasting your money asking me what I think of your song. Go write better songs when I tell you they're not good enough. Don't just keep, I don't need your money that much. I ended up taking myself off of it. And now I really only listen to music of clients or every now and then, like lately on my Instagram live, I let people play for me and they get to play for everybody. And then oh, I say, cool. Hey, your stuff's great. So now what? How are you going to get it in front of more people? Go check out my social media for music course. You know, I use it as a way to guide people into my funnel. So, so when should an artist come to SubmitHub? Well, I mean, for starters, they should come when their song is ready. And as you point out, a lot of artists think they're ready and they, they might not actually be. So but, let me back that up for a second then. Let me sorry, ask I got some you. background noise there too. That's okay. We all do. Yeah. We're all working out of the house. My wife's talking to my mother-in-law downstairs and you've yeah. got your child that you were putting to bed. Yeah. Is it this a is great... the younger one. She's getting ready. Yeah. Okay, cool. Is it a good time? Let's say that you, because every artist thinks their song's ready. Yeah. Would it be a good idea to say, you know what? I'm going to spend, you know, 10, 15 bucks. I'm going to get it submitted and I'm going to use that for feedback. So if they come back and tell me my song's just not quite ready, then I'll use that data to go over here and start getting my songs better and things Fantastic like that. Fantastic idea. Um, okay. And, and actually in line with that, I've created sort of a subsection of Submit Hub where artists can rate each other. It's just called Ooh, hot like or not. Um, and actually today I rolled out a bunch of code that encourages feedback, but I actually pay the artists to give each other feedback. There's like a little so if an artist needs to make some money during this downtime right now, here's a real good opportunity to do that. Now, yeah, do they but, get paid with credits that they can then use within SubmitHub 
Yeah, and it's not a lot. It's just a fun amount, but it's real. Um, yeah. It's real money I'm giving to them. And uh, what's cool about Hot or Not is that if you are an artist and you're totally unsure, right? You've never sent this out and $15 is too much. Hot or Not is actually a free system. The idea is um, if you rate 10 songs, you can have your own song rated five times. Oh, wow, okay. So you rate 20 songs, you can get 10 ratings on your song. If you want to spend a buck, you don't have to rate anything. You can actually just put it in for free. So, sorry, not for free, but what I mean is if you want to spend some money, you can get ratings without having to rate other people, but otherwise you can do it for free, right? If you're totally broke and you got time to spare, go listen to 10 songs and then put your own song up. The and more see you rate, the, the more is. you get yours rated. Yep. Pretty simple. So if you're totally broke, that's a good way to go because I got to warn you, the bloggers and the playlisters are pretty brutal. They are absolutely spoiled for choice. And even though your targeting might be really, really good and precise and you think you found the perfect people to send to, they're getting 20 or 30 or 100 other submissions that day, depending on how popular they are. And they've got limited space. So, I mean, my own blog, as an example, we get over 100 submissions per day. We choose about three of them. That means 97% of the time right. we're saying no. And so those 10 to $15 that you recommend spending, I actually think it's a great idea. I spoke to an artist yesterday who did just this. She said, okay, well, you know, I'm going to buy a bunch of credits, but I'm going to start by just spending 20 of them. I'm just going to send it out so I can get a feel for how this system works and what people's responses are. And based on that initial reaction, she decided to go with a completely different song. So she thought, okay, well, hold on. This is not good. I'm going to go with a different song, but now I know what those curators tend to lean towards. And so she was able to kind of target them a little better. So well, the worst thing you can do artists. is jump in on the deep end. That's the worst thing you can do. Like go spend $200 on submit hub, come back. You're going to go, wow, that was brutal. Well, and I also tell people too, and this is, I, I don't work for submit hub. I have no stake in the game here, but it's like, sometimes be careful how many industry people bloggers, because one's going to love it, one's going to hate it, one's going to love it, one's going to hate it, and your brain's going to go, shit, I'm no farther along than where I was when I started this thing. I always say this, start with your fans, see what they like, and then if they're being drawn towards a song, that could then be the song that you go invest to get in blogs, to get on playlists and things like that. Test it with your audience first, because here's the thing, I'm not buying your music. The bloggers aren't buying your music. The curators aren't buying your music. Ultimately, your fans are going to buy into the relationship that they have with you. But don't get too many. I tell people, it's like, oh, my gosh, guys, just because I'm in the quote unquote industry, unless you're looking for white dudes that are 53 that like hip hop music and, you know, classic rock or Bruno Mars or Prince, I'm the wrong guy. You know, it's like, don't ask me what I think about your jazz song. I'm not a, a consumer of jazz music. So. I may not be the right person. So when you can narrow down with products like Submit Hub and say, okay, I only want the people who love my niche and my genre to give me feedback on it because there's some people out there, yeah, they'll take your money and tell you what they think, but it may not be the right person that's telling you what you think. So don't just say, well, this guy's got the biggest blog ever. And I'm like, great, he's not your person. It's a great blog, but not for your person or your playlist. So what, what should people do right now while they're at home? Should they be going through their catalog? Should they be, you know, maybe taking that song that they've been working on, get some initial feedback? Where's the best place to start? Because I don't, 
respectfully, I don't think hot or not is great right now. But I think if you have been working on this stuff for a while, you may want to go into that dollar submission process right away. If you've got 20 bucks and you've got a song that you really want to get a feel for, your fans have been digging it, everyone's been digging it, they go in, they create a profile on Submit Hub. It's a hip hop track. Well, I'm going to name, name it out for you. So I just said, okay, I've got this hip hop track that I absolutely love. I've been, I, I, I know it could fit on these types of playlists and things. When I go into Submit Hub, sign up for my account, what should I do next? Upload your song. $20 budget. So we upload the song. Yeah. yeah, you follow the steps. You get to a list that shows you all of the people you could submit to. You still don't have to buy anything yet. You can filter that list, play around with it, sort it however you like. And once you've figured out who you want to send to and, and whether they make sense, then you can go ahead and buy. You don't have to leave the page. It's all right there. And you can figure out from there who you want to send to. So that, that's a, a good starting point. Um, I think you just had me thinking here. Blogs are an interesting way. So you say start with your true fans, which is a good, a good place to begin. But for a lot of artists, their true fans are actually not that many people. Right. Especially when you exclude your mom and your dad and your grandma and your, your siblings, etc. And so Submit Hub is one of the ways I like to think about the curators on there. Most of them don't have industry experience. Most of them don't make music themselves. In a way, they are they're power listeners, but they're a really good opportunity to, to put your music out in front of people who have no affiliation with you. They don't care about hurting your feelings. And they're just going to tell you what they think. And, and I think you have to go into it anticipating that you're never going to please anyone. And that's not the point. You're trying to find your niche and the, and the three or four people who do love your music. And I think that's a great way to go about Submit Hub is put it out there, realize that you send it to 20 people, 18 of them are going to hate it. But you're trying to find those two people who love it right. so that you can then go from there. Okay, cool. These and it's an affordable it. way to be able to do that. That's the Look, difference I mean, between hiring a publicist for $1,200 on a retainer for the month to send it out there to be told, not interested, not interested, not interested. It's almost like Submit Hub is pre-PR. It's almost like, okay, we've been having success with these 10 blogs. That's great ammunition to give to a PR person at that point. We've had success with this. This is great ammunition to give. So um, It might also help you sign with a label, right? And, and a lot of labels have in-house PR teams and they'll take care of it for you, which ends up being, can end up being cheaper in terms of upfront money. It depends on the deal you sign with them and what kind of splits you're doing. But and when you say that, because I come from the label world and I don't know any label that's looking at blogs right now. I, I, I think they're, as soon as they, they have their algorithms that are looking at playlists, they're looking, then they want to know what merch you're selling. Then they're going to go look at your socials. Then they're going to see what kind of engagement you have. So uh, do you guys have like a list of quote unquote indie labels? Uh, yeah, we've got uh, uh, about 300 of them on Submit Hub. Got it. So, so if you're looking it. for that indie niche kind of label, this would be a yeah. great place to find them. Yeah. Um, and you can filter it down by things that they can help with. If you're looking for help booking shell, um, shows or you're looking for help trying to get sync deals with you know, Netflix and whatnot, you can filter the list down. Obviously, you're going to want to look at country as well, right? You, sure. you probably don't want to pick a label from Japan if you're from the US and you're never going to go to Japan. Um, so you can filter by all sorts of things when you're going through the labels. And um, 
the one thing with going to a label is that it's often good to go to them when you have that story already, which is, I think, what you were saying there. Well, um, it is because right now they're yeah. not designed to build your audience. They're designed to put, put gasoline on your fire. It's up to you to create the spark. It's up to you to get the flame yeah. lit, and then they can throw gasoline on the fire. I think that's how it happens with everyone right now is that mm -hmm. it's like with, with all the resources that the artists have readily available to them, if a label sees that you're not using these products that are available to you, that you're just crossing your fingers and waiting for them to do all the work, you're not attracted to, to them anymore no, because yeah. there's no shortage of talent. There's no shortage of people. I always say this, labels are looking for small businesses to invest in. So if they see that you're already spending your money and you're doing all the things that a traditional business would be doing. Now you get to build a relationship and sign a partnership deal instead of just being signed as an employee. There's a difference between the decision-making process of an employee versus a co-owner in the business. I think they're looking and I think that's why a lot of the deals that are being done right now are those 360, 50, 50 deals that weren't being done before because the artist is already coming with masters songs that are recorded, an audience, they're already touring, they yeah. already have a story, and the label's going, great, you've done this, now we'll just come and put 10 exit. Now we can put our PR team on it. Now we can put our radio promotion people on it. Now we have stories to take to the world, because that's what everything is right now, guys. It's a story. And the label is not designed to build your story. They're designed to take your story and amplify it. And that's why I think the success that the artists that are having right now are those that already came with something in the system, in the pipeline. It was already working. They, they, it's already been proven. Now, I always say, we're not looking at followers because you can buy that. We're not looking at likes because you can buy that. We're looking at engagement. Now, the last thing I want to talk to you about, and then I'm going to let you run, is let's say you've got 10 bloggers that did some amazing things. So now you've got this quote-unquote social proof. How do you then take that to your social media and then start running ads to say, you know, thank you, whatever blog, excited to be featured? Because a lot of these blogs, when you go look at them, they look like rollingstone.com. I mean, they look legit. And you could take that screenshot of your song and your review on this great page and use that as social proof to your fans that people are writing about my music. People are digging my music. I just want to share with you what's going on. So how are you encouraging people to take that social proof and then amplify that? Man, Rick, you just nailed it though. That is, I mean, that is what you go do, right? Um, so, so blogs, I think we hit on this at the beginning. They've lost a lot of their relevance. Um, and, and I'm actually, yeah, I, I don't think many labels have time to look at blogs anymore. The Spotify editors still are, and they're definitely tracking Hype Machines charts and that feeds into their algorithm somehow. So there's still some influence in getting picked up by the right blogs. But the example you just gave, even if you get declined, right? So you're getting these, this feedback as part of your premium credits. And if it's a no, you don't get a blog post, you don't get put in a playlist, but you get, an, you get some context, right? Yeah. And often that context comes through with some pretty positive words. And what I've seen some, some artists do, which is the right thing to do, is take those snippets and use them, as you point out, as social proof, right? So... You've launched your song, you told everyone to go follow you on Spotify, but it's a week later and they've all forgotten about you. And these are great opportunities to just re-ping it. Boom, boom, here's a quote. Oh, this is great. Thanks so-and-so. Another idea, of course, when you, when you do this, 
if you're going to thank someone for the coverage, make sure you are including their handle on everything because you want them. People love it when you talk about them, right? So if you say, thanks, Indie Shuffle, this was incredible. Indie Shuffle is going to retweet you, right? Because Indie Shuffle is going, okay, well, that's cool. If I retweet this, I get more traffic. It shows that people still like what we do. And you're you're just creating this this circle of love, if you will. And you can even do that with the rejections that you get on Submit Hub. So if someone says something nice, it's still social proof. Even if they didn't want to blog your song, but they said, I really loved the way that you built up towards that chorus. I just thought, you know, it was a bit predictable. Cut the cut the last part and just say, you know, I really love put it in quotes, tag him. Love the way you built up to the chorus. Thank you, Jason. You know? And, and, and the blog's going to be like, well, I, I, I don't remember that, but sure, you know? And um, I so said it's, something it's one time, and I, don't, I, I felt bad about saying it, but it really turned out to be a really good strategy. I said, guys, have you ever noticed when you read blogs that there's like zero comments? I said, you want to stand out to that blogger? Start commenting on how great you thought the article was so that when you submit to them later on down the road, they're going to go, dude, I love that guy. Every article I put out, he's always leaving a comment because I think you just said it. Everyone likes that people acknowledge what they did because there's some bloggers right now that are like debating on whether they keep doing it because they put it out and no one ever leaves any comments. It's because we're listening and reading so passively. We're just kind of going through it right now. So if you want your name, to come top of mind to these bloggers, start subscribing to their blogs first. When they post an article, write something you liked about the article. Uh, I always, I use this strategy. As I said, when you're sending emails, uh, cause I do a lot of work with the Indie Streaming Bible. I said, when you reach out to these playlisters, go listen to their playlist for 15, 20 minutes. And you could say something, hey, big fan of your playlist. Actually, I discovered so-and-so artists through your playlist and our music really fits well with that. Would you take a look and see if one of these songs, you know, would you consider it for your playlist by telling them you liked them, compliment, telling them that you found an artist through there, showed them that you listened. And now that's a difference that, hey man, here's my music. Would you add it to your playlist? So do your research, compliment these people, follow these people on Instagram and use the strategy I teach with video or, you know, vocal messages say, hey, just discovered your blog, big fan, keep it up. That's all you say on date number one. Then you see another thing. Dude, just read your article about so-and-so, loved it. That's date number two. Date number three, been following your blog for a while. What is your submission process? I would love to be considered for a future reference. They're going to see that. They're going to get it. And you came across professional. And that's the key for me right now is that it's real easy for anyone to just send a link to their stuff and not even introduce themselves. I'll hit people back. I go, what were your hopes when I listened to this video that I would do next? Well, dude, I'm looking for a manager. Great. Here's a link. Go watch my, are you ready for a manager presentation? Hey, what were you hoping when you maybe introduce yourself first? Hey, Rick, big fan of the podcast. I said, that's going to get my attention more than just, dude, I got a banger and I can make you millions of dollars. Everybody says that. So uh, it's, it's kind of weird, the world that we live in today, but it's so important that we find the right resources. We find the right tools. There are no shortcuts to success, but you can shortcut the learning curve. And if you want to go out and build the thousands of relationships that SubmitHub has, 
good luck to you. If you would like to shortcut that process and take advantage of their emails getting opened and people used to getting product through their platform, they've spent the hundreds of thousands of dollars and probably more building these relationships so you don't have to. But the hardest part right now, guys, is getting your submissions open. And if you can use a trusted source, we always talk about unsolicited material. This goes back to what Jason was saying about his 300 emails a day. To him, that's unsolicited material. He did not ask you to send that. But if someone has signed an agreement to listen to submissions and listen to songs and give feedback from songs, and you can use that platform to get to the eyeballs, to kind of get you top of the list, that's what you're investing in right now. The money that you're investing is to save you time. And most of you have not put a value on your time. Anything technical, you want to go learn to write code, anything technical that I know, hey, go to YouTube and learn it all you want. Or spend a couple bucks because you are a business. You need to invest in your business. Depending on what country you're in, get with your accountant. You can write those expenses off as marketing and promotion expenses for your business. But the bigger problem is most of you haven't set yourself up as a legitimate business yet. So you're looking at, I'm just spending all this money. No, you're investing money in your business because that's what all businesses need to do. Jason, best place for them to find you? Uh, Submithub.com. And if okay. anyone shoots me an email, Jason at Submithub.com. And you know what? If they, they mention your podcast, uh, I'll chuck them a couple free credits as well. Oh, we got to love that. Everybody loves yeah. free, don't you guys? All right, man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, let's stay in touch. I think there's a lot of things that, that are going to change over the next few months. And I think right now, yeah. as artists are finding themselves at home, uh, the distractions are not there right now. Uh, these people, this is their job. They're looking to hear your music. They're looking to give feedback on your music take advantage of this opportunity right now. And if you're in a position where you can't afford it, go check out the hot or not. I oh, we also got free credits too. You can send to the blogs for free as well. You just See, won't get the there feedback. There you go. The, the free word, that F word again. All yeah, right. Well, the it's F still word. your time, right? And your yeah, time is the, money. That's it. But there's no dollar transaction. And, but let me ask this. Yeah. Do I have an incentive if it came in for free to get to it right away? Or do you have them, if it's paid for, is there a time frame in which they have to get back to you? If it's paid for, they've got to respond in 48 hours. If it's free, their incentive to respond is that not responding actually damages their profile a little bit. So it'll be a bit of a knock. Yep, a ding their quality score. Um, you're definitely going to get a lower response rate on the free ones. And right. uh, I've actually got a filter on, on the list of all the blogs that you can go to. And it will, there's a button you can click that says, show me the ones who respond to at least 80% of their submissions. And just with that one click of a button, you can get rid of all the people who will probably ignore you. Done. So, We're going to end it with that nugget right yeah. there. Cool. All right, man. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast and thank you for the question. As you see, there is no one size fits all model with the music business, so I do appreciate that. To help you figure out where you are and where you want to get to, head on over to the website, rickparker.com and take the Are You Ready for a Manager assessment. While you're there, you can also click on the podcast link and leave a message. And who knows, maybe you'll be featured in an upcoming episode. If you know someone who can benefit from this, I would really love it 
if you would give it a share, if you would subscribe it onto whatever platform that it is that you're listening to, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.